0: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for
1: details. It's a magical day. For a room full of secrets. Johnny 2003.
0: All that and whores.
1: Anyway, how was your sex life? Hawaii! told you i did not hit her she's lying (laughs) why would she do this so many questions why (laughs) so many fucking questions so many answers that we are going to give you as best as we fucking can what (laughs) welcome to the super media bros podcast i am midnight agent raw and i'm okami and we sit here asking why (laughs) fuck This is, uh, yeah, I I think this may have been our most, I say requested, just people that that listen to us that do contact us, like, are you guys going to do The Room? But that was a given we were going to do The Room, but... What to pair it up with? Well, dude, like, the only thing that came to mind to pair up The Room with was fucking fateful findings from Neil Breen. Um, God damn it like there's hard- okay if you watch cult films and you are kind of in the know about what all this shit entails if you watch the room you you know everything there is to know about Tommy Wiseau if you have unfortunately <laughs> come across anything that neil breen has done i'm sorry
0: uh, extremely yeah
1: faithful findings is by far probably I think that and Double Down were probably two of the films that he's most uh, recognized for. I am saying that very loosely, but in a just oh fuck,
0: most known for,
1: yeah. So this it's the Room versus Fateful Findings. So uh, God damn, i got I have a lot, but I also at the same time have nothing.
0: No words to express how we feel.
1: I literally, I've seen both of these films. I've seen The Room countless times. I've seen Fateful Findings, I think, once or twice in passing.
0: I've only seen these films once, oh, and that was God. just now.
1: Yeah, and it, I guess it's it's more or less, people know what The Room is. You've, you've seen clips everywhere. If you've seen The Disaster Artist or heard of The Disaster Artist, you, you found out what The Room was but this was actually Cody's first time sitting from front to back watching The Room and Fateful Findings. So you're going to get one side of the conversation of somebody that has seen both of these films and then you're going to get the other side where it is a brand new fucking experience.
0: I'm like the virgin right now.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: It wasn't a comfortable fit either.
1: He was not so wise after having been penetrated by the brinus
0: we kneeled before him that's right
1: yeah why (laughs) why why i did not hit her i did not hit (laughs) i did not hit her it's not true it's bullshit i did not hit her why would she say that i love it i did not i did not (laughs) oh hi mark i so i guess we'll get into it uh first up with the room because um there's just no other way to get into it other than saying, you know what fuck it, we're just going to just go in head first. We hand. have plenty of room to start with this one. Legit, plenty. So, for those of you that have seen this, it's going to be just a good roller coaster of emotions for you as far as like god, I I I have to go watch this now. For those of you that haven't seen this movie, it, don't worry, it's <laughs> We, there's we, nothing to spoil. It, it just is what it is. It's just an experience. I can't spoil it by telling you what happens because you have to see it to fucking believe it.
0: And pretty much all of the good parts of the film were already made into memes or just incorporated in some form or fashion with you know, humor. So you're not missing a whole lot.
1: You're you're only really missing context. And to say that there's context is not... There's not really a lot of it.
0: Like, it, there's, there's so much plot holes. Like... I can't explain any further than that. There there's emptiness when it comes to story and just, you know, whatever you can call dialogue.
1: <clears throat> so I guess we'll get into as far as the room goes. The room is written, directed, edited, everything you can fucking think of under the roof by Tommy Wiseau, starring Tommy Wiseau as Johnny, who is a banker, a successful banker, uh a general nice guy, has a lot of friends, he's physically fit uh wealthy, you know, given in context of the film, he's wealthy and just, you know, a good he likes dude. football. Yeah, just a a good dude, a nice guy that just has a good, decent, perfect life, if you want to call it that. The room tells the story of this man and his best friend and his and his own not the best friend, but Johnny's wife or fiance, fiance. future wife caught in a love triangle you're my
0: future wife
1: right now this could have been told simply but being that it is tommy wiseau the enigmatic man we've all come to know and love it's not that easy to just tell this story like this
0: no simplicity
1: so we're gonna do our best to say okay we could go from front to end but there when when we do this and it sounds like we're kind of going all over the place it's really because these movies go all over the place
0: Yes, our, our minds are still well my mind is still kind of mushy from just the what the fuck is going on <laughs>
1: what the fuck is going on <laughs>
0: but yeah um, starting off with this film we get to the sequence of Johnny comes home with a gift and already the, the, the tension of dialogue and just awkwardness is high for me because he's just the straight Tommy Wiseau we know. He's just so just odd when he delivers his dialogue, and he's like offering the gift to um, whatever fucker. Lisa. Lisa, yes. <laughs> Hi, babe. Got a gift for you. I have something for you. <laughs> ha ha. Oh. Yeah. Opens it up. It's a red dress, and obviously things are going to lead to you know something sexual at this point. But then all of a sudden, their neighbor slash <laughs> Denny. Adopted son, (laughs) whatever the fuck you want to call him. Denny pops up and basically follows them upstairs to the bedroom.
1: Yeah, because you know. Creepy. Yeah, he, in Tommy Wiseau's own kind of way, Johnny, the character Johnny is, you know, like, oh, you know, I'm going up for a nap. You know, pretty much is the nicest possible way of saying, bro, take a fucking hike. I'm about to put this dick to her. We'll let that sink in. Just like the dick. Yeah. So they go upstairs, pillow fight, and it's a real awkward pillow fight. And can we just talk about how Johnny is the most laughing person ever? <laughs> 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 oh, ouch! <laughs> that was fucking great. Ouch! <laughs> and then Denny just comes in, and they start a pillow fighting with him. He's like, don't you have somewhere to be? <laughs> He's just like, I just like to watch you guys. It's fucking creepy. Again, awkward. <laughs> there's
0: no other word to describe this movie. I
1: would just like to watch you guys Denny 2003. That's a, that's a quote. We're we're going to be giving you quotes from these motherfuckers throughout, so just bear with us. Um so obviously within the first 10, not even 10 minutes of this movie, there's there is a five. Yeah. Sex scene number 1. And no, out of left field is
0: this, like, 1990s, like, R&B, Tony Braxton, you know, kind of Monique-sounding music, and it's just, like, so corny to hear while they're having this, like, Showtime softcore por- soft porn scene going on. Ugh. This is
1: not the last. And and a fun fact about that, it's not really a fun fact, it's kind of fucked up, actually. Uh, Tommy Wiseau actually ridiculed the actress that played Lisa on set for, uh having back knee. Yeah, which is really fucked up. and You know, call it in front of everybody out there. It's like, the more you watch this movie and the more you know about it, you're like, wow, how did, how did this get made? Why did it get made? But we'll be damned if it's not entertaining because it fucking is.
0: So basically, Lisa and the actress who played her hated him.
1: <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, it's one and the same at this point. Yeah. So he, he wakes up and he goes to work. Um, So, God, Lisa... And her mom fucking hang out.
0: What was her name? Like Charlotte or...
1: It's fucked up because I know what her name is and I can't readily call it off the top of my head right now. I feel like a dipshit. But...
0: Anyway, typical Republican mom. <laughs> <laughs> Talk story.
1: God. But what blows my mind is that like she's so happy and then like all this lovemaking and then like oh yeah blah 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 he goes to work her mom comes over and she's like I don't love him anymore. I'm not happy. And this is the first of many of the same fucking conversation that these two characters have throughout the rest of this movie. I don't love him. I don't want to talk about it. Exactly. Like, the mom's pushing it, Like, but he's, he makes all this money. He's he got su- a job. He supports you. Yeah, he supports you. He buys you all this shit. You should marry him. I know men. Blah, blah, blah.
0: She's been through several.
1: <sighs> yeah. So that tells you what kind of people these are.
0: Money-grubbing cunts.
1: <laughs> Swig of my cola. So, Lisa winds up calling Mark. Whines about it. Who is Johnny's best friend. And if you don't know that it is his best friend, he makes sure to fucking remind you throughout the entirety of this film. In every
0: situation that they're in where she hits on him, he says no. I am Johnny's best friend, and then proceeds to fuck, regardless of that context.
1: And how many minutes are we into it, and there's a second sex scene? 20 minutes. Maybe that. 15. And Guys. On the a- stairs, mind you. Stairway to heaven. That would have been a really funny song to play right there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: 12-step program. How to get rid of Lisa 101. S.A. Sex <sighs> Anonymous. Hmm. And can we talk about how awkward these are? Cause it's just, especially Greg Sestero's scenes with her, the guy, the guy that plays Mark. So God.
0: this is basically how Tommy edits the films. You have this very low, like, background noise happening, and then just randomly you hear, ah, uh. and then you hear more music in the background and stuff happening, and you hear her go,
1: ah. Uh he's not exaggerating no
0: like it's such a, a drastic change in pitch and tone from what's actually happening to the noises we make ah, uh. and then the fucking
1: song you are my rose you are my rose you are my rose god i want the soundtrack as much as i'm like i want the soundtrack If any
0: any of you out there have roommates who have like constant hookups and they go into the room next door to you, you can play the songs and the soundtrack and just annoy the fuck out of them. Do it. It's the cock
1: block. (laughs) It's the Mark block. (laughs) Oh hi, Mark. Yeah. Uh. So yeah. Uh. Then right after, like literally right after they get done, he just they're they're fully clothed and he's looking at her. Why did you do this to me? <laughs> the power of pussy. Mark, why did you do this to me? Mark, 2003. Because I love you, Mark. But but Johnny's my best friend. I don't want to talk about it, Cody.
0: <laughs> Lisa, tw- 2003.
1: <laughs> Lisa all the fucking time. Yeah. Every 2003 even the
0: actress that's her quote probably I don't want to talk about (laughs) it so how did you feel about making the room with uh, Tommy Wise I don't want to talk about
1: about
0: it it. he called out my back
1: knee back knees back alright so any fucking way cue to uh, shout out to my friend Becky um, who calls this the most pointless scene in cinema history and it is the flower shop sequence
0: Basically, he walks in after his job and goes to this flower shop. It's like, oh, hi. Oh, hi. I didn't know it was you, Johnny.
1: <laughs> that shit's so great.
0: And then it's like, I need a dozen red roses, please. That'll be $18. You keep the change. Oh,
1: hi, dog. <laughs> hi, doggie. <laughs> Thanks, Johnny. You're my favorite customer. Okay, bye. What I love the most about this is the fact that... um. And I'll point this out until the day I fucking die is that he walks in she doesn't know that it's him but it's her favorite customer
0: the long hair and the black suit and the common like dialogue exchange of dialogue that he gives is not enough to tell her oh this is Johnny my favorite customer no it's whenever he's right in front of her oh you're that person it's like if you're the favorite customer how would you not know when he walked in the store
1: he is the only gothic banker in town.
0: Okay? With, with like this strange, like speaking etiquette. Polish ex- oh, hi! Yeah,
1: Polish Express walks right the fuck in. <laughs> and you can't. It's not the Polar Express, it's the Polish Express, okay? He walks right the fuck in. Gets this, He obviously gets the same fucking thing every time. Because I don't know how many times he hands Lisa a dozen red fucking roses in this movie. But he not does. Not even my
0: favorite fucking flower.
1: Probably God. something she said, Jesus Christ, but that happens walks <laughs> <laughs> i i there's a bunch of shit that we're kind of you know meandering over, but you you'll get the point, please watch this on your own at um, your own risk mm, I like that he uh, gets the bank promote or he doesn't get the bank promotion. Cause that's one thing that Lisa's mom was like, he's going to get a promotion and blah, 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 blah it's a blah. secure position. And he fucking walks in. He's like, Oh, these are for you. Blah, blah, blah. And, oh, like just, they betrayed me. How could they do this to me? And they told me
0: i was gonna get this job for six months and now i don't get it it's, just, it's
1: so goddamn hilarious like and i don't care they betray me and <laughs> he's like i don't care i don't care but you know at first
0: when i listened to him actually talk i was like is he like part asian or something or did he like stay around a lot of asians because the way he like enunciates it's just like oh they betray me oh i'm i'm done with them i don't even care like it, 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 just has that inflection of Asian.
1: I know, and that's what I was like. Ah, he's Polish, dude. And then the, I can't fucking tell. And then a fun fact about Tommy Wiseau is he, uh, at one point in his life, apparently has has had lived in New Orleans, Louisiana,
0: and not a hint of Creole or nothing.
1: I mean, eh.
0: not like if he's lived there, he would actually pick up some of the dialect.
1: But we're proud to have you here. For the for the time that you were here, but you know, but, still, but, yeah. <laughs> you wanted a room. You got one. Yeah, exactly. So um, he's denied his promotion, and you know, Lisa is already like, I gotta get him out. I gotta be able to leave this somehow. I'm not in love with this man anymore. I want Mark. I'm not in love with Johnny anymore. Blah blah blah. I don't really want to talk about it, but I need to <laughs> complain to everybody. But I don't want to talk about it. I so gotta, I got to get out. Yeah, so her plan which I oh, fucking love this. She's like, "Do you want a pizza?" And then he's like, "Uh, well, I already ordered a pizza." <laughs> you think of everything, don't you? <laughs> you think of everything. You think of it all. Mm-hmm.
0: So, it's like she's like, "You know what you need? You need a drink."
1: But I don't you, drink, you know you, that. You know that. <sighs> so, they proceeded to get drunk on I think was it like scotch and vodka. It's like the most disgusting looking like I could look at that and my throat burned just looking at it on screen. I was like fuck man.
0: It was like piss with proof. Piss proof. Piss proof.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And he's all drunk and he's like slamming, breaking glass and he's like.
0: He drops the glass and it just breaks on impact. Like he even like put force behind it. (laughs) He's just like,
1: <laughs> I'm tired, I'm wasted, and I love, love you. you. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking bad. I love you, darling. And of course, more fucking.
0: All within thirty minutes.
1: Yeah, I I, I stopped keeping count as far as like how long into the film, more or less, just how many. And the first time I watched this is when I started keeping count on this shit. I was like, what the hell? So
0: it's it's one of those sequences where I can literally watch this film and go, you know what? I'm actually tired of sex.
1: (laughs) Dude, I'm afraid. And the best part about all this shit is the very next day, once again, the next day, the mom shows up and her, uh, Lisa's mom, and her talking. And uh, Lisa's mom lets out one of the many plot points of this movie that are never resolved. <laughs> it's like I'm I dying. got the
0: Yeah, I got the test results back and I, I'm dying cuz <laughs> I have breast cancer. I love it. She's like I,
1: de- <laughs> I got the results back. I definitely have breast, breast cancer. cancer. Okay, that never comes back up.
0: Nor do they show emotion. Like it's just a casual conversation piece.
1: The acting is atrocious. It's putting it nicely. But it's obvious that it's like that. We, we, are, we are definitely reviewing a couple of films that are oof. But comparatively to Fateful Findings, this movie deserves an Oscar. But any fucking way. So, um, yeah,
0: after we know about her titty uh, cancer.
1: Well, yeah, Well acu- Lisa uh, tells her mother that, oh, he got drunk last night and he hit me. What? Johnny doesn't drink. <laughs> he did last night. Yeah, apparently everybody in this movie knows that Johnny doesn't drink alcohol. But he did last night. Which, which let's, let's go ahead and point out, point out that she, she kind of peer pressured him into doing such. She coerced him. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you,
0: the- you, you have it rough because you didn't get that promotion. You need to drink. Like, come on. It'll be fun. Because that's one of the main reasons why she's done with him is he's not exciting And everything that he does is just, you know, not what she's wanting to do anymore. Like, she doesn't want that family life or that, you know, just same scenario over and over again. She wants that, like, exciting kind of affair, drama, you know, soap opera kind of feel for it.
1: Yeah, and you can kind of tell just by looking at her uh, demeanor. And really, honestly, (laughs) everything about her puts that off. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and uh and one of the more random sequences as if there weren't a fuck ton of random sequences in this movie along come michelle and mike just into their apartment an empty apartment mind you and um what they're just there to quote unquote do their homework no nope mike is there to get the most awkward blowjob imaginable first off
0: before we continue they were not introduced at all it was just two random fucking people walking into their apartment.
1: Literally random fucking people.
0: Second of all, the face that Mike made, while well, the pants are still on, obviously, at this point, there was literally no dick being, you know, pulled out. And he just looked like Stifler the entire time. He fucking does look like Stifler! Because <laughs> he was chewing <laughs> on something and his mouth was just, like, gaping <laughs> open. Oh, you know, just weird as fucking facial expressions the entire just- time. And I was like, man, he looks like Stifler.
1: I'm not fucking kidding no that's fucking hilarious because he does like I've never thought that until you said that You like he looks like Stifler oh my fuck he does look like Stifler Mm -hmm. so that's a thing that happens apparently and isn't that whenever uh, Lisa and her mom come back home a little bit later and then Mike
0: forgot his homework and pulls out the underwear next to the mom and she grabs it holds it up like a fucking flag and they're like oh
1: homework huh and then he proceeds to walk out. I'm so embarrassed. Oh, they laugh about it. Which is funny because before that even happens, when Lisa's mom comes in with Lisa, she's ridiculing her about how many people come in and out of the house because Denny shows up asking to borrow some shit.
0: Yeah. <sighs> and they, she explains to the mom, you know, okay, who's this kid? Oh, that's like Tommy's son. He found him one day and, you know, gave him an apartment, and paid for tuition, and blah, 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 blah. He's like his
1: father. Yeah, Johnny's like a father to Denny. And you're like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. You know, you look, oh, that's nice. Um, while Lisa's singing his praises, then all of a sudden, once again, it's like, I don't love him, but I don't want to talk about it. Bitch needs to make up her mind. There's no mind to be made up. She's a sociopath.
0: Mm-hmm. And she's Just gold digger.
1: Yeah, because didn't she point out at one, one time, she was like, yeah, I don't mind living with him. She's yeah, like, what? She,
0: she likes to be pampered and you know, treated well, even though she has no fucking emotional attachment to the dude.
1: Yeah, and it's, yeah. <laughs> it's like she lives this extravagant lifestyle, um, but the, uh, the, the catch is that she's got to get dicked down by this man almost every day. And to be fair, I don't blame her at that point. And she's like, oh, God. I'll never forget the very first time I ever saw this movie. That man took his fucking shirt and everything off, and and the first thought in my mind was, how is he this fucking ripped? Not only that, we did not need to see his ass. He had to show this ass in order to sell his movie, Cody.
0: No. (laughs) We...
1: That was not a wise
0: move. No. That was a wise move, but <laughs> not a wise move. Why so serious?
1: <laughs> Why so serious? Why? Hawaii. Speaking of Hawaii, we're getting into Hawaii. We keep saying this. So the next sequence, and all these, all these shots are just random. You see Denny bouncing a basketball on the roof, and then you see a guy just kind of waltz onto the motherfucker. Was it a basketball or was it a football? Football, basketball, something or other.
0: Because like pretty much majority of the time Denny's involved, he has a football.
1: There's something happening. But balls. It's Chris R. Who is Chris R? We don't fucking know. Neither no. Nobody knows who Chris R is, but apparently he's looking for his fucking money.
0: Who has probably the most emotional display of acting skills in this whole fucking film?
1: The best actor in this whole movie.
0: He deserves the Academy Award.
1: That's right. Chris Cause, Oscar.
0: Because this guy literally pulls a gun on Danny and is like, Where's my fucking money? It's coming. When is it coming? Give
1: me five minutes.
0: And he just I thought there was gonna be another sex scene at this point, because the guy pushed him onto the ground on all fours, and all you saw was like him kind of hovering behind him. I was like And he's like, It's coming! It's coming. <laughs> where is the fucking
1: It's Where is the fucking? Where's the fucking Danny? It's coming!
0: and then literally everybody starts piling up
1: to the rooftop it's like they magically appear out of thin air and it's the greatest shit ever and like get the fuck away from him let's take him to the police and then johnny and mark just wrestle him off somehow
0: yeah and then lisa and the mom pop start interrogating denny about the entire sequence like who was that man
1: are you getting involved with bad people it's like the most overacted scene
0: yeah, the mom was not bad. It was fucking Lisa that was just like,
1: Why? Are you all right? Why would you do this? <laughs> He's sitting there. You're not my fucking mother. <laughs> Typical teen angst response. <laughs> You're not my fucking mother, Denny, 2003.
0: And then she proceeds, like, Listen to here, you son of a bitch. Grabs him by the right. collar
1: and is like, You listen to me kind of attitude. And then Johnny and Mark run back upstairs and Johnny runs over to him. Are you okay? why <laughs> fucking hugging he's him. doing drugs why <laughs> you could have got yourself killed why did why <laughs> his facial reactions when he's like holding them and kind of hugging him he's got this like ecstasy like this look of ecstasy on his face like okay um, okay.
0: so let me let me pitch it to you real quick and you visualize in your mind for okay a second. so he's holding his head okay to where he's facing him mm-hmm. while he's discussing everything he's like what's going on, Danny? And when he tells him, he pulls his head to his chest and he looks up and goes, why? <laughs> like you said, it was just like sexual tension. It's like, why? <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: like, my baby boy. New drink from Tommy Wiseau. So Hawaiian punch. <laughs> <laughs> I did not punch him. <laughs> I did th- oh, shit. I did not. I did not. I did not. But, dude, she Lisa, after this, calls Mark again. Still wants him. All this shit. And, and again, can't talk. I, I don't want to talk about it. Or I got to go. Blah, blah, blah. Because for fuck's sake, dude, this movie is nothing but awkward scenes and phone calls between Lisa and Mark. Blood development. <sighs> So it cuts from that to the perhaps the film's one of the film's most infamous scene, shots. Tommy Wiseau, Johnny, comes out of the top. This god-awful green screen shit on a soundstage that is supposed to be a rooftop of this apartment. In San Francisco. Yeah. I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Slams the water bottle on the ground. <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. Hey, so Johnny, what what's, uh, up? Uh, what's new with you? God. Again. And this this conversation is just awkward as all hell. As are all the conversations in this movie. But the whole time is um uh, Greg Sestero's character Mark, you know, alluding to the fact that oh, Lisa may be cheating on you. But being very like like do you think girls cheat, Mark? Are you like do you think girls cheat? Johnny, blah blah blah. And then Johnny the whole time I'm like oh, I trust Lisa. <laughs> like, She's loyal oh, to shit, me. Shit, dude, you you you're screwed. Oh, but then I almost forgot that I did not hit her a thing. Quote Johnny, two thousand three.
0: But then Tommy goes, or sorry, Johnny goes. So how's your sex life? <laughs> oh, that's later.
1: <laughs> that's fucking way later. I thought that was right there. Oh no! Oh god, no! It's way oh, later. Oh, I spoiled it. There's too many, too many conversations. This is the uh this is again this happens but then denny is up on the roof at some point talking to, Do, uh, to johnny about i'm I, he's like i'm in love with her like talking about he's in love with lisa and it's so funny because johnny's just leaned back against the roof and you just hear him go on <laughs> like go on he's like he has that look in his face like yes please admit all this stuff so i can fucking murder you in your sleep either that or he's constipated He's either constipated, he's gonna murder Denny in his sleep, or he's gonna have a sexual fantasy about it later,
0: or he's gonna fall asleep and make conversation,
1: or all of the things above.
0: Go on. Go on. And then he's like, you know, comforting Denny. He's like, "It's okay. She does love you as a friend. Go on, Cody. as a person. <laughs> Go on, Cody."
1: And then then he's just like, you're not mad about it? It's like, no, we love you. (laughs) If a lot of people loved each other, the world would be a better place to live. Johnny, 2003. What do you mean? Makes sense. That's probably the best quote in the entire film because, and I'm being serious, like, that makes sense. It's probably one of the only things that is said in this movie that make any kind of sense. Please put that on a t-shirt, Tommy. I would wear the fuck out of it if you don't already have it on a t-shirt.
0: And just have his like pose with the throwing the water bottle on the
1: ground. Oh my god! Just I want the I did not with the face. Ah, I did not hit her. Fuck. Go on. <laughs> but pretty much Johnny is just very trusting, way too fucking trusting, and you get that, and you're just like, God, dude. Open your fucking eyes, because they're always closed. Like, they're always literally. closed, because he did not open them. Why did you not open them? Why did not open them? So, Michelle and Lisa are having wine, where Lisa is just, at this point, not giving two fucks anymore, other than to Mark. That's who she gives her fucks to now. Yep. Confessing everything.
0: Michelle's just basically like, you're going to tell him, right?
1: yeah. Without so much saying it, she's just kind of like, "Yeah, you're," <laughs> politely in a friendly way. You're a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. You know, because yeah, if it were me, I would tell him. <laughs> Johnny walks in. What are you talking about? And it's the whole like, oh, just girl talk, or just between us women. Blah blah blah.
0: You don't need to know.
1: Yeah. So Michelle fucking leaves, and this is when we get another iconic moment in the fucking film. So he's basically telling Lisa, "Oh, you know." you don't keep secrets from me, blah, 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 you know. I'm your future husband. Yeah, you're my future wife. I'm your future husband. We shouldn't have secrets, blah, blah, blah. And, and, I see, just, and, hmm. and
0: see the whole part with him saying, I did not hit her, kind of makes you wonder now because... He actually starts to be physical with her at this point. Not like heavy, but he pushes her back on the couch like twice. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you're going to tell me what's going on.
1: Right. Why, right, Lisa? Why, Lisa? Talk to me, please. Why? You're tearing me apart. I fucking love that so much. You're tearing me apart, Lisa.
0: <laughs> Fuck. And <laughs> then she's just going to go like, I'm going to get. I'm gonna go to the shower, get dressed, and go to bed. Good night, Johnny. That's Okay.
1: I still love you <laughs> the fuck dude guys this movie's bonkers as fuck to say it mildly oh the fucking and right after this the, the, that random scene in that alleyway which again fun fact about this the random alleyway was a set that was built And literally across the way from this fucking set was the exact fucking alley. They could have just shot on location, but they did not. Why? Why? Awkwardly throwing footballs. Oh, this is where Mike comes up to Johnny and tells him about me underwears. Tells which Johnny, which yeah. that
0: has nothing to do with any of this shit Yeah
1: it's just a, again There's a lot of stuff that could have just been cut out of this movie You could have gone straight to the fuck up. Actually both of these movies you probably could have cut about an hour out of Speaking of we forgot this one scene That I kind of
0: quoted I was like Whenever he's like I will find out What she's saying
1: He grabs this tape recorder That's later on I thought that was then Nope later on dude Man my shit's all mixed up No this movie is convoluted as fuck dude That's what I'm trying to say this movie could this movie could not have taken place like in any of a worse chain of events cuz okay. there's drama then there's funny then there's drama then everything's okay then it's not okay and then everything is okay and then it's funny and then it's sad and then it's what the fuck
0: okay well eventually there's tape recorder but yeah back to the alleyway they're talking about you know Mike's encounter with the mom and Lisa and basically Tommy, I think, no, was it Tommy or was it, uh, I mean, you know, Johnny or was it um Denny that slams the ball into Michael and he knocks himself into the trash can?
1: Oh, Mark kind of knocks it into Mike because Mark shows up. It's all four of them in the alleyway and he kind of like throws it into his stomach and then he just falls and just busts his ass into the trash can.
0: Which it wasn't even that hard of a fall. It was just like, oh. It was so
1: goddamn hilarious because it looked like a fuck up. Like it looked like an onset fuck up that they're like, no, nah, just keep it in there. Just play with it. Just keep it in the film.
0: So yeah, they break away, and uh I think Mark brings Michael to the hospital.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then this is when Johnny goes home, and he overhears Lisa and her mom basically Lisa's saying that she doesn't love him, all this other shit. And That's this is whenever Johnny goes, he's like, "How could they say these things about me?" I'll they show them. Me. Yeah, I will show them. I will record everything, and then
0: guy pulls out the tape <sighs> recorder and like hooks it up to the phone. And then he pulls up the sheet or the cloth for the table. And there's like a slot big enough for this tape recorder to fit. Slides it in there. And I'm like, he just happens to have that like ready to go.
1: Can we please have somebody out there edit this sequence and put the Mission Impossible music over it? This message will (laughs) self-destruct. In 30 seconds. Why? I did not blow him up. No, really, it would be fucking funny if they just put the Mission Impossible thing over the, him hooking this shit up. da and, 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 and allegedly, apparently, supposedly, Tommy Wiseau has used this method of, of recording things before. Don't know how, but to physically look at how he hooks this shit up, you're like, what mm-hmm. the fuck is going on? Which is pretty much the whole movie. Yeah, you're not wrong. It's the most like elaborate tape recording setup ever.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm not even kidding. So Johnny asks for advice from his friend Peter, who is a psychologist, and they pretty much, you know, he's like, oh, I can't get in between y'all. Blah blah blah. I'm a psych psychologist. All blah blah blah. And, you know, Johnny's all like, but I want to give her a second chance. You know what they say? Love is blind. Johnny 2003. Mark shows up. More random conversation Greg Sistero's character Mark Alludes to the affair And I want to say this is uh, This is where he goes to the rooftop Greg uh, or Peter goes up to the roof And finds Greg smoking a joint
0: And then proceeds to you know Tell Peter in his own weird way That he's the one sleeping with Lisa
1: Yeah I think Peter Actually just figures it out at that point
0: mm-hmm.
1: He tries to fucking throw him off the roof
0: yeah, and the most, like, awkward, you know, attempted kill, like, attempted murder part. He's just like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Don't, It's don't. so fucking
1: bad. That and shot then is immedi-
0: so bad. And then immediately after Mark lets go, he's like, I'm sorry, man. He's like, it's okay. I'm like, dude, if
1: you almost tried to kill me, I would have fucking gone and called the cops on your ass. There's, like, a couple of moments in this movie where people are fighting or arguing, and then they're just like, I'm sorry. What? What? It's like they're a daycare, and they're just like you two quit fighting. Oh, okay, this movie is like daycare. Holy shit, <laughs> it really fucking is. Daycare, the movie,
0: the daycare,
1: <laughs> the room care, <laughs> room full of daycare. Yeah. Um, this is the uh, football in Texas sequence.
0: Yeah, where the four of them—Peter, Mark, Denny... And Johnny,
1: yeah, because like right before this, another sequence of Lisa and Denny talking in the house, and Denny's concerned for for uh, Johnny, mm-hmm. blah blah blah. So they you cut, and then they're in the tuxes, and <sighs> so why why did even half of these these shots make it into this film?
0: Because they're trying to get us to be like connected to these people in some emotional way. Like, oh look, they're like normal people. It's like no, we 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 see that. But has nothing to do with what's going on. We
1: are not connected. Did not. Can we also point out that... (laughs) Every time any of them are together, there is a football being thrown around.
0: Because you pointed out that Tommy was a big fan of football.
1: Yeah, Tommy Wiseau loves American football. But it is so fucking hilarious that there is a football happening in almost every group shot in this film and usually it's Denny who has the ball yeah yeah it is actually he's
0: he's, literally the icon
1: of that scenario what if if they just threw Denny around instead of the football (laughs) stop it get some help (laughs) get a helmet right I just realized something. On the, on the last Call Cinema Showdown, there was a Denny character. <laughs> oh, yeah. This one... This Denny, in fact, did not go on to open a breakfast diner named Denny's. Mm-mm. So, sorry, Denny. 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 I thought about that when I first watched it. I was like, Denny. <clears throat> anyway, this is the whole baby phase reveal where fucking Mark has his face shaved and he looks all clean cut. And I want to say... Shout out, a, a couple of shout outs here. Shout out to Dollar Store Dev, who has guest on, on this show several times. Um, pointed out one time whenever we were watching this, uh, if, if any of you have listened to us all the way back to episode two, um, our friend Alex uh, Vinson that came onto the show, uh, Devin pointed out that Alex kind of resembled Greg a little bit with the beard and the hair and shit, and now I can't unsee that. Mm-hmm. So Just cannot. I cannot unsee it. So thanks for that thank you for that god damn it this is the uh mark and johnny coffee shop sequence this is the, <laughs> this is the how's your sex life because <laughs> he's asking river he's asking johnny about all of his deals and johnny's all like, oh, i couldn't talk about this confidential <laughs> oh, and, by the way mark how's your sex life <laughs> anyway how was your sex life <laughs>
0: It's so uncasual too. It's just like straight to the point. It's like it's all confidential. Oh, how the way how's your sex life? <laughs> Why would I fucking tell you? I'm just fucking wanna, your fiance. I just
1: want to right. I just want to know who actually has these conversations IRL.
0: We don't, apparently. No, fuck And no. I'm
1: offended. Quite frankly, I'm offended too. <laughs> Thanks for asking. Asshole. I don't want to talk about it right now. <laughs> At least up to the point. <laughs> exactly, it's the least of your concern. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Mark fucks Lisa again. I almost, I almost forgot. Anyway, how is your sex life, Johnny? Two thousand three. Straight to the point. Straight to the point. Yeah, Mark fucks Lisa again in the bed this time.
0: After telling him, no, Johnny's my best friend. Again. Yeah can't do this.
1: You're a cunt. (laughs) Fuck. More extra exposition and I swear, I've got this written down here because I've been wanting to say this on a medium for quite some time. Here goes. How many different ways can you say the same shit? The game show. Yeah, dude. I swear to God, I fucking stopped taking notes because... How many times are we going to get Lisa's mom and Lisa in the same sequence talking about the same fucking thing? You don't love him.
0: You should stay with him. He makes a lot of money. He's a
1: great guy. I don't fucking
0: care. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. I'll do it, mom. And then right behind her back, I fucking hate Mark. I fucking hate him. Mm, I I love you, Mark. Mark. I love you, Mark. I love you, Mark. That is literally like a good third of the
1: film. (laughs) It's just that part. Just that, that sequence of events. Now, the entire time, Lisa has been putting together a surprise birthday party for Johnny. Which, can we just... That goes off without a fucking hitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you thought we were serious about it going off without a hitch, you were fucking mistaking.
0: Pretty much the next day is a birthday party.
1: Hmm. So, this birthday party, is just fucking ends in shambles, because... He gets there. He's surprised. Oh, yay. You brought all of my friends. Good thinking. Blah, blah, blah. Um, he basically hey.
0: treats like everybody's a moron. Oh, He's God. just like,
1: oh, you did good. Good thinking. <laughs> hey, everybody. I have an announcement to make. We're are you expecting? expecting.
0: Congratulations, Johnny. Yeah.
1: And then Lisa's two friends pull her aside. Are y'all expecting? And she's like, no. Like, I she pretty much just lies to him about having a kid. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, and didn't one of the
0: friends, the uh, random dude, I don't even know his name, find out with Mark and Lisa, like, they're hugging up on each other?
1: Yeah, because everybody goes outside, but Lisa and Mark stay behind. And here's the funny part. The random dude that finds them, he's a replacement person at the last second, because I want to say the dude that played Peter was supposed to be, like, it was supposed to be Peter f- coming in on them. He he was not on set anymore. I want to say either he got fired from the set or he wasn't working on it anymore. I don't remember, but... Again, replacement actor. So, some rando that we don't have any emotional attachment to. Not like we really had it to begin with. but Not with anybody. Know. So, that's a thing.
0: Yep. But yeah, he finds out. He found out about them too. And then later on, when the whole expecting happened, you know, Michelle and faux Peter, you know, sat down with Lisa and like, you need to tell him, you know, now before it gets too out of hand and basically she's a sociopath and she don't fucking care
1: I almost forgot about him being confronted by the dude leave your stupid comments in your pocket Mark 2003
0: yeah that was so fucking stupid
1: leave your stupid comments in your pocket I just wish I had a pocket full of comments to just like reach in it's
0: like on Whose Line Is Anyway they have that game where they pull the comments out of their pockets and they read them out in the middle of the uh, skit
1: Say something that would start a fight. You guys want to start a fight? (laughs) Because that's what fucking happens.
0: Hey, we're expecting.
1: (laughs) Hey, everybody, I have an announcement to make. We're expecting. What?
0: Yeah, because Marv's like, is it mine? No, tell me, is it mine? Oh, yeah. Don't worry about it, and then freaking she gets grabbed by Mark and Johnny's like hey what's going on here? oh what's she slaps the fuck out of Mark too yeah and then both Mark and Johnny are just like holding each other like in this weird like tense grapple and you know just
1: what's I'm, funny about that though is they they argue Tommy's like I'm sorry apologizes Lisa cleans up then the next shot is literally Mark and Lisa hold, hold, like holding each other like slow dancing Tommy walks in and they start fighting again. And it's the most elementary school fight ever. And it's the funniest fucking shit.
0: Yeah, they're like little kids.
1: I'll kill you. I'll break every bone in your body. <laughs> Get away from her. You... <laughs> <He's> just... <laughs> You're the... you the... no good. You're just a chicken. Classic, yeah. Classic.
0: Such foul mouths.
1: The the chicken cheap cheap thing is like a running joke throughout, like midway through the movie onward to this sequence. <laughs> it's so crazy. So yeah. Oh fuck!
0: Johnny proceeds to get huffy puffy, goes upstairs to the bathroom. Lisa doesn't know how to get him out, and as her mom walks. I was like, I cleaned the kitchen for you, so you don't have to worry about it. And then she tells her, "Oh, you know, Johnny's in the bathroom." Well, of course he is. He's upset.
1: No shit. And then then she starts <laughs> getting like really like over the top about how it is. She's just like, "You don't." Did she say something like, "You don't have to love him"?
0: Yeah, basically, you just stick it out
1: for money. Yeah, and being taken care of.
0: And then you know, Johnny hears it going on, and it's like. Get, you, you're both bitches or you're bitches and he, she's like who are you calling a bitch and he's like you and your mom
1: fucking love that shit you coming out in a few minutes bitch who are you calling a bitch you and your, your stupid, stupid mother <laughs> you and your stupid mother <laughs> oh my god and then just like I love the sh- the camera shots at this point cause it's just this like real upward shot of Johnny leaning on the door or Tommy Wiseau leaning on the door as Johnny he's just like in a few minutes bitch <laughs> We're, but we're getting to the tail end of this movie. Don't do drugs. No. Not that there were drugs done, but just don't do drugs.
0: But yeah, Johnny proceeds to grab the tape recorder. It's like, oh yeah, well, hear this. Grabs the tape recorder, starts playing the phone conversation that just happened between Mark and Lisa. About how, oh, I fucking hate him. You know, and I don't want to be here anymore. It's like, oh yeah, baby, come back, come over here. It's okay. Like, suddenly, Mark has, like, an epiphany, and now he's like, you know, fuck to, uh, Johnny at this point. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs>
1: then Johnny has an epiphany of
0: his own. He basically, you know, tries to get Lisa to see her wrongs, and Lisa's like, I'm leaving, and Johnny has, like, this weird fucking, like, t- like tantrum and just throws the recorder across the room.
1: Ah! <laughs> Hits
0: the wall, and it doesn't even, like, break. It's just, like, a casual, like, little fling. He's like, Ah! <laughs> Lisa leaves and he leans over the railing and he's like yeah fucking leave or how do you say it? get
1: out of my life get out of my
0: life <laughs> and then this is pretty much like the biggest temper tantrum this guy has the whole film like he's just like
1: oh he tears the house
0: out he tears the whole house apart like he's flailing you know vases and picture frames everywhere he takes his TV and just throws it at the fucking room that was a
1: nice TV for 2003 a nice little
0: tube TV yeah then he goes upstairs and he's just like you know Oh, my God. This is probably the most like awkward situation I've ever seen in this film. He grabs the dress. Oh, yeah, he tears his... F- <laughs> he grabs the dress, and he starts sniffing it while he's having these little flashbacks of all the sex scenes that he had with Lisa. And he leans on the ground, holding it on his crotch, and he starts air-humping it while he's crying. He's like, ah! Ah! <laughs> ah! And then when he starts flashing to Mark and Lisa, he rips the dress apart. He's like, fucking bitch. Dude, Tramp. Tramp. <laughs> And then he's like, Every- I have nobody. Everybody betrayed me. Everybody betrayed me. Why do I do this?
1: And then pulls the gun on himself. Why is this happening to me? But it's so fucked up because you never know that he possesses a gun the entire time. And then, it, you know, poof, you think about it. It's the same fucking gun that he took from Chris R. on the rooftop. Yep. So it's in this little lockbox that fell over out of his drawer when he knocked it over. So he just grabs it. And he's just looking at it and he's like, "Oh, God, forgive me. <laughs> me." It just puts the gun in his mouth and blows his fucking brains out. But you don't really see it happen. Yeah, you
0: see him pull the trigger. He backs his head up before the shot fires, and then you he hear "pow." And, and it's then like, oh. yeah,
1: <laughs> and then Lisa and Mark just run upstairs. And it's supposed to be sad, but it's the most goddamn funny thing I have ever watched because.
0: <laughs> <laughs> not 10 not ten minutes ago, these two hated him. Now they're like crying over his dead body. And he's just...
1: Are you still alive? Wake up, Johnny. No, bitch, he's taking a fucking nap.
0: <laughs> he has a splitting headache.
1: <laughs> he's taking a bloodbath. Yeah. Quite literally. I just like how he was all conveniently just laid out on a pillow to make him comfy and like all that shit.
0: But then, you know... Mark proceeds to tell Lisa the fuck off. You know, it's her fault that he did this. Yeah,
1: you can, you never had me.
0: (laughs) And then here comes Denny. Johnny? Oh my God, what happened? And he like makes both of them leave or go to the back of the room. And Mark's like, forget about him. Let him have him. Yeah, let him be alone with him. And then, you know, they're, you know, he's crying over his body and stuff. And then like the two in the back are like, oh my god what happened we're so angry for no reason they just start you know holding each other and then all of a sudden it's like sirens wailing fire trucks and people are like what happened i don't know what
1: happened it's like who called the cops maybe a neighbor but goddamn still it's like y'all th- th- this the roller coaster of emotions in that one sequence i love you fuck you well fuck you too but i love you i don't love you i love you Denny fuck both of you guys get out of my life let me be with him yeah let's get out of here get away let him be alone with him i guess we are a couple of pieces of shit i guess we should hug this kid we love you johnny no no (laughs) but yeah and and that's the room it fades to black
0: just like johnny did
1: guys do yourselves a favor and watch this thing I know Tommy Wiseau put it on YouTube at some point um but it's definitely available to to buy I think it's available to rent on Amazon Prime it's definitely if you look for it you will find it I'll fucking guarantee you you can find this if you look hard enough but we will give you a link in the show notes below if you want to own this fucking piece of modern history you should tell him what the
0: video on YouTube is called.
1: God damn it. I don't remember exactly how it was written out, but basically it was like Lifetime Movie 2017 Scary, scary Movie movie Love Story something. The Room. The Room. And I was like, what the fuck? Like because This was
0: apparently was the only way they could get away with putting this film on there without actually putting it The Room.
1: Yeah, because I was like, I know, and I thought it was Tommy Wiseau that did it, but I looked at the thing and I was like, oh, well, fuck. But I'm going to put a link in the description where you can get this movie from Tommy Wiseau himself because he sells this on DVD and Blu-ray. I do not. Go buy this movie. It is actually a fucking national treasure worth owning. I promise you this. Why? Hawaii. Give Hawaii! This, give this man your dollars and fucking buy this movie it is on blu-ray it's on dvd and hell while you're at his website you can also buy his underwears
0: if you're into that kind of shit
1: yeah tommy Wiseau has his own line of underwear and clothing and everything else in between but mostly the room on blu-ray and dvd fucking do it Mm-hmm. and if you don't
0: feel like spending money go on youtube
1: you know what i'm saying but we, we think you should definitely throw dollars at this dude for fuck's sake. Even if
0: it's just for his underwear.
1: Yeah. Fucking do it.
0: You want to feel comfy?
1: Do I'm it. a underwear. Do it. Me underwears. <laughs> Any fucking way. That's the room. That's should, all I want to say about it. You should call him the fruit of the room. Fruit of the room. <laughs> 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 Tommy Wiseau, Hill figure oh fuck oh my god so
0: shall we go on to uh
1: yeah this movie was faithful very very pro- yeah god faithful findings it was very properly named faithful findings because it was a faithful finding this is a film done by a man named neil breen who has done other films uh another one of his work was double down and i swear on everything Every one of this man's movies are the exact same fucking plot. He is some sort of uh, smart person, some genius, this, this, um, not godlike, but like, he's basically like a better than everybody, know it all guy who is somehow trying to tear down a government agency, military, what have you. All of his movies are essentially the same fucking plot, just played out in a different form of fashion. This movie came out in 2013. And the only fucking thing I have to really say to start this off with is it's a magical day.
0: Imagine, if you will, watching the room for the first time and in exploring and enduring all of this. Imagine that but half, if not a quarter of the quality of the room in fateful findings. like literally. That is the level of quality that this film offers. Is if you take a Tommy Wiseau film and give it about a quarter of the, the the charm, that's this movie.
1: I told Cody when we first watched this, I said, "Look, you're gonna like the Room because of its it. It was a very Vast, earnest, it was a very earnest attempt at a film.
0: Vastly superior.
1: Yes, the Room looks like a fucking Oscar." picture an oscar winning picture compared to faithful findings they actually tried faithful did not actually they tried faithful the people of faithful findings did fucking try and that's the fucking sad part mm. it comes off like they didn't try but they fucking did and again that's the scariest part about this shit okay um this somebody's getting lit up out there Boom. i hear some bass hump. Mm. Damn, son.
0: But anyway. So yeah, they start off with these two kids walking through a forest. And they come across this mushroom (laughs) that just slowly evaporates into this bag and these jewels next to it. And pretty much the entire sequence of clips of this part was, oh, look, it's this magic mushroom. And then the girl has like a journal in her hand and she goes reading it it's a magical day it's a magical day and the boy finds a cube inside this box and it's like a it looks like a dice but it's like crudely carved like a dark 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 red maybe a black like an onyx color more it's a
1: black stone a black cube sir
0: so He proceeds to put some of these other jewels next to the box inside of this box.
1: And I think she makes a bracelet out of one of them.
0: And then they proceed to cover up the box with some pine straws or pine needles, whatever you want to call them in your realm. And next sequence is basically Leah leaving to go somewhere with her family. And Dylan is left behind. (laughs) And I love this scene because Leah's like, where's Dylan? Where's Dylan? And then he just pops in the frame, <laughs> hugs her, and then pops back out of frame. <laughs> <laughs> All in the same shot. And then while she gets in the car, he she pokes out her head and here's Dylan again in the back, and they do this like hand touch, like almost like a creation
1: painting, but it's with their hands holding basically. <laughs> and then they leave. Have you guys ever seen a 1980s film where they fucking freeze frame it on a high five? That was this but there was clearly motion happening at this yes. point.
0: So the family leaves to the airport and they're waving awkwardly at each other and they get a good distance apart and then the next scene is basically Dylan is walking behind the van which is going like 5 miles an hour <laughs> while still waving. <laughs>
1: Just bye.
0: And then you hear Neil Breen's voice in the background do this like monologue of something.
1: I can't remember what the fuck it was talking about. I don't about. either. It was just like I'm an author. It's like or, fateful
0: findings.
1: Dear fucking God.
0: And then we clip to present
1: time. Guys, look. <laughs> Dylan is an author. His wife is on the phone with him. And again, the most god awful conversation ever. Cause she's like looking almost directly at the fucking camera while she's talking. Yeah. Mm. Uh-huh. It's all one sided conversation. You see Neil Breen as Dylan walking out on his phone in a suit, gets to a crosswalk, and he starts to cross the street after a whole bunch of other people do. He drops his phone, which can we just talk about this fucking phone? Okay. It's like a foldable Blackberry. It was that old school, like LG, where you flip it open and it looks like a miniature computer, like a keyboard, like a thing.
0: handheld, literally. Yeah, yeah
1: dude. And it, it's like. I can't tell you the last time I saw one of those and it had to have been mid-2000s. This is 2013. And he's got this kind of phone. And it makes me laugh. Well so, over a decade away. Yeah, no shit. So he drops the fucking phone in the road and goes to pick it up. Oh my God. And this is the... I fucking, we both laughed out loud at this.
0: This fucking Rolls Royce just careens into him.
1: But the way it happened,
0: he turns to his side and it's like... You can hear the um, Kill Bill like we well the siren <laughs> that should have been inserted at this point. Because he turn, you see his face for a good like three or four seconds, and then you see his body literally go the same speed and like shifting with the car, and you hear pff,
1: pff, and it hits the fuck out of him.
0: He's lying on the ground, pretty much just incapacitated, and all you see are fucking feet,
1: like knee to fucking feet. And then just random pan of people's heads. Against a green screen, obviously, with a blue sky. Is he okay? Is he alive? Feet. Someone
0: should should call the cops. Call 911. Feet. And then you just see this chick in the Rolls Royce get out of the car, which there was no explanation of this chick at all either. Right? All you see is basically her chest down get out of the car walk to him and he's like he's reaching out for his phone but then we see he's reaching for the cube while he's like incapacitated like his arm is like sentient it's just doing its own thing and she goes to reach for the cube and he grabs it and clutches onto it like kind of loosely almost it's like he's trying to hold it and we get to the paramedics. who We still cannot see any fucking part of their face. We just see their upper body and down. Wrap the fucking, you know, mask on his face for the oxygen. And then proceed to wheel him off to the side into, I'm supposing, the ambulance. If not, they probably, you know, wheeled him all the way to the hospital. God. We don't know. We didn't see an ambulance.
1: No, but we definitely get to the fucking hospital. But... This is so goddamn hilarious, because we get in the hospital, and he looks like, the way he's laid up, dude, he looks like fucking Harvey Two-Face from The Dark Knight, because there's like half his face bandaged up. He's like three-quarters Slender Man
0: face, because you see like his nose, you see one of his eyes, and not even like his cheek. That's all you see in his skin. Everything else is like pure white. Yeah, But what made me... With a slit.
1: Dude, what made me fucking laugh, though, is you were like, he looks like Harvey Two-Fix, because I think, at one point, wasn't he kind of like... He was shuffling the
0: cube, like a dice. And I was like, yeah, he's leaving it all to chance. (laughs) Heads, I lose. (laughs) Or heads, I win. Tails, I die.
1: (laughs) Six, you lose. Snake eyes, you die. (laughs) It's, It's fucking dice.
0: But yeah, then, you know, Aunt Emily, the wife, and... His best friend... Jim. Jim. I couldn't think of it for a second. Jim. They're like, you know, huddling over him. Oh my God, it's tragic. I
1: was just on the phone with him. We were on the phone when they hit him. Can he hear me?
0: (laughs) Stupid bitch, 2013. (laughs) Yeah, Emily proceeds to ask,
1: we were just on the phone. Can he hear me? Bitch, he's in a coma.
0: Yeah, even a second doctor who has nothing to do with his medical records walks in... You know, he looks pretty banged up, almost like he's comatose. Like he just she just looks at him. Just just looks like, okay, this guy clearly is comatose. I'm just assuming this.
1: And they did a very poor job of setting any kind of mystery up because, you know, she reaches down to hold his hand, and it's a bracelet, and it's the fucking bracelet that she made when they were kids.
0: It's Leah.
1: It's Leah, but you don't fucking know that it's Leah. Whatsoever.
0: We were mislead. <laughs>
1: Call me now, Miss Leah. <laughs> hey, it's Miss free, Leah Call me for your free reading, yeah.
0: Which he's pretty much full of that shit.
1: Yeah, no no shit.
0: But yeah, so comes the supernatural aspect of this film where there's like rustling of blinds behind him and he has the cube in his hand and he's like kind of fondling it and then he opens his eye and he just starts like ripping these taped on air tubes of IVs on his arms off and proceeds to remove the one that's supposedly the oxygen to his nose, which is not clearly going in his nose, is on top of the bandage. <laughs> pulls it off his face.
1: <laughs> and proceeds to, on his hands.
0: proceeds to get up and then next thing you know we see him undressing himself mm-hmm. b- by the literally looking
1: on the floor and there's his clothes. He's in the shower at his house. Can we talk about a running gag that goes throughout this whole fucking movie? Where when somebody loses their clothes, it's just a shot of their feet and then clothes, like flop, loud thud, and clothes are on the floor.
0: So while he's having his little moment, Leah goes up to the the gurney or the bed, and this is what I'm—I'm I'm, I'm literally so logical and rational—it it blows my mind. She's caressing the bed, like mysteriously, like oh, something's weird about this not when an actual doctor sees oh there should be a patient here who was just here like 10 minutes ago where the fuck is this guy i need to call the cops i need to get security where the fuck is he no she's like hmm just magically he's gone calls his doctor is like um did you just him i did not discharge him he should still be there <laughs> i'm gonna look
1: into this i did not discharge him it's not true it's bullshit i did did not not. discharge him i did not
0: (laughs) so (laughs) while the showering noise is happening emily wakes up and she's like in this like good 30 second like looking like a deer in headlights kind of scenario like she's like what the fuck is going on and then she's like walking into the shower and it's like blood dripped all over to the freaking shower
1: you mean strawberry jam with grape jelly
0: yeah or corn
1: syrup either way so blood
0: <laughs> again always see your feet and she's walking into the shower and she's like you shouldn't be here you should be in the hospital help me <laughs> help me and they are literally have like a slow dance in the shower with him buck ass naked bleeding everywhere with his fucking face mask on still and her in her nightgown getting all wet, and you see her freaking, you know, booty and shit.
1: He's not supposed to get that thing wet.
0: No. But he does anyway. Dumbass. And they're having, like, the most awkward fucking love scene looking crap going on. I don't know what the fuck was going on.
1: I, I don't know either, but he starts to work on his his next book, because he's an author. Um, Guys, an overly fucking dramatic shot, which one of many... He gets head pain, and he kind of faints a little bit, and then, oh, he knocks his laptops over.
0: Yeah, he just, like, casually does it. It's not like, you know, he's just like, oh, my God. No, it's just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> oh. Ow. Ow. Ah!
0: Then proceeds to
1: fall forward. Yeah, after all of that, he falls fucking forward. And it is this fucking point. He, gets like, he doesn't have any of these laptops turned on. How many of these motherfuckers does he actually have? I counted four. They're all the same laptop. They don't work. And
0: he's only working on one of them.
1: And when we say working, we say air quotes working.
0: Like, he he chicken picks like 10 keys and he's done typing.
1: Also, where are my pills?
0: Yeah, whenever... Where are my
1: pills?
0: Emily literally tries to force him where to... Where are my pills? You know, take his medication. He's like...
1: Where are my pills?
0: He doesn't want to. Oh, there they are.
1: So, okay. I'm so he, not gonna take these anymore. So, he proceeds
0: to drop them in the toilet and... <laughs> Emily's awkwardly waiting for him to leave the bathroom. She grabs them while still in the water, pulls them out, and <gasps> just you know, golems it like my precious. He wants the precious. He wants the pills.
1: Smell, Go.
0: Yeah, because we eventually find out she's a freaking pill popper.
1: Yeah, that's getting high off of his supply. Yeah, keeps calling his psychologist or psychiatrist and. It's like, he needs more of his medicine. So we find out that he hasn't been taking his fucking medicine. But she's claiming that he is, and she, just, she keeps getting his medicine for the pain or whatever. All while sounding
0: hard and stone, because she's like, he's not taking his medicine. Mm-hmm. He needs more. So, he's, he's talking about stuff I don't know, and I'm worried about. Him.
1: Right. And then meanwhile, Dylan's having this fucking vision of himself naked in this big-ass black room with a thick fucking book of some sort.
0: Which I thought his head was chopped off in the very beginning of that. <laughs> his, his hair looked blood red and it looked like it was like a blood splatter on this tarp. And then he just proceeds to like turn his head to the left and you see his fucking dumbass uh, silhouette and then he just turns it back over.
1: Yeah. Then isn't this where he meets with his psychologist and he's talking about his deadline and all this other no, bullshit? No, no, no,
0: not his psychologist. His psychotherapist.
1: That's it, yeah. His psychotherapist and like oh my deadline blah 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 I can't do this like, he's, he's bitching about deadlines and he has so much work to do that's another thing about this movie is that he's got so much work to do
0: one of my favorite things about the psychotherapist was like let me help you you need this yes and he proceeds to like keep giving him medication like you really need this to work here
1: yeah he's pretty here. much all but shoving them down his throat for him have my therapy sessions not benefited you And guys, you thought that first sequence of knocking laptops over was bad, but wait, there's more. (sighs) The scene whenever he's got the fucking mug of coffee.
0: Yeah, he's starting to have a little pain in his head again, like he did the first time. He's dreaming about the accident. So he grabs his coffee, and all you see is like an angle shot of the coffee in him, and he's like just shaking the coffee. All over his laptop. Not a no not enough to drip anywhere mind you I saw that he literally just shook it to where you can see movement but it wasn't going anywhere but the cup yeah and then he proceeds to like casually just drop it all over the laptop and then on his papers and he drops his head
1: well no that's what's funny is he drops it because like he it's sitting on his laptop before he even picks it up but then he like uh he falls face first and then he looks up and he's like oh, uh, like he's trying to like fucking take a sip of it like from far away and then he just spills it ugh guys that is coffee abuse. I don't give a fuck who you are.
0: And it happened to spill like at the right like curvature of his face too. I noticed, <laughs> like he has the power to <laughs> repel the coffee.
1: It'd be funny if he just like got up and it would look like a wily e. coyote like print of like boom! and it's just a face print and a coffee outline.
0: You know that would be surprising. He was like looking the floor and it's like this stain from all the coffee spilled from all the freaking tremors. Yes. Just an outline of his body he's like this is so unorthodox I can't figure out what's going on I can't believe you did this coffee <laughs> I can't believe you've done this I can't get you out of this one <laughs> <laughs> as he's getting the stain out of the carpet <laughs> right I can't get it out of this one
1: fucking uh... so they decide to have dinner with their friends Jim
0: Jim and um, Amy Amy
1: and the daughter yeah, I, I don't ever really catch the daughter's name and I feel like shit because it's whatever. Who fucking cares? Yeah, exactly. So I wrote fuck this scene because I was like, there's too much dumb shit going on, too much mindless dialogue happening. But there's like a tension moment where the daughter is like overly interested in what Dylan has to say and Tim is kind of like, oh, I don't bother and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no, I want to hear.
0: No, it was, I'm writing an interesting report on the elephants of Africa. God. And Jim's like, Dylan doesn't want to hear about any of that stupid stuff and Dylan's like I would actually like to hear about it right and then the girl's like can I be excused and then Amy's just looking at Jim like what the fuck is your problem
1: yeah which kind
0: of- before that they had like this freaking argument about some stupid shit about uh oh well we never have sex anymore it's been months oh yeah there's tension you t- don't t- love me blah, blah blah with Jim and Amy yeah
1: yeah. All in front of the daughter and everything.
0: And then I think later on they have another fight or something.
1: Yeah, but this is the point in the film where you find out that Emily is addicted to Dylan's pills and um that that Dylan... We know that Dylan is starting to... Look, guys, I'm going to say how he probably should have worded it, and then I'm going to say how he actually worded it. Dylan apparently is like... Hacking a bunch of like government websites and agency like sites and, and getting into their shit and stealing valuable information, I'm sure, you know. That the, you know, we, we, we know that there's shit that's hidden from us. It's a so this movie kind of plays into the conspiracy theorism and you know, their theories and things like that. So,
0: but but you know, this guy is really a genius if you really think about it, yeah, because he's able to do all this without a powered on laptop. That's right. He has this like knack to do this. So how? How is Dylan a master hacker?
1: Well, you see, the Allspark gives him the power to. I'm sorry, the 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 black cube. I was starting to give this movie credit. The black die. <clears throat> so the way he words it, he's like, "I'm hacking into the government secrets."
0: I'm going to expose everything.
1: Blah, blah, blah. Wow. Yeah.
0: Because that, that, there was no backing of this context. It was just basically him suddenly writing a book. Now he wants to expose the world for all the corruption that there is. All because he got hit by a friggin' Rolls Royce. So maybe he doesn't like the wealthy people. Because, you know, Rolls Royce aren't cheap. The wealthy people.
1: The wealthy people. Damn it the wealthy people the wealthy, oh. wealthy people to dead <laughs> that would have been fucking awesome <laughs> hey how do you pay <laughs> oh damn taxes <laughs> uh, Maryland's Mansion yeah let's call this movie Maryland's Mansion hey guys <laughs> This is my crib. <laughs> my beautiful crib. My my cribs. My mansions, my Maryland mansion. These are my Mick Ribs. They're back.
0: <laughs> Didn't he like remove like supposedly remove ribs or something?
1: Yeah, that was like a giant rumor back in the Yeah.
0: <laughs> so that's where the Mick Rib comes from.
1: Exactly. Um anywho. So <laughs> um back to this shit uh Dylan wants to, wants Emily to go to rehab amidst the most piss poor typing I've ever seen on screen in my entire life. Um he continues to hack and then they argue but they make up where like this is one of the most dramatic fucking things I've ever seen in my life where he they they, they go to make out and he just shoves he just like shoves his laptop onto the floor like face first like breaks it so
0: just imagine, if you will, the desk is against the wall and you see the right hand side is Dylan's back and Emily is right in front of him. He literally grabs the desk and moves the ta- the, the laptop's like casually off, like one by one. It's not like you see in those like real bad porns or those really romantic scenes where it's just like shove all the shit off of it, like with one swoop. No, it's like one thing and then another thing. Two thing.
1: <laughs> one thing. Two thing. Two thing. <laughs> It's like and a Dr. Seuss thing on a desk. Pretty much. And then there's one
0: part where it pans to them side by side, like him flailing papers just randomly in the air, and then he grabs like a sorting like piece of equipment or something, and he just grabs it and picks it up and tosses it. Just Throws papers. Doesn't make any fucking sense. And then they just keep doing that while they're casually just pulling, not, not taking the shirt off, pulling them slightly down. Like, her shirt is literally, like, half-boobing her right now. And he's tossing more papers as he's doing this. And then, again, this fucking weird-ass sequence with the clothes coming off. Feet shot. Clothes come down. And then goes <clears throat> right back up, and they're, like, at each other. And then there's there's literally no other
1: physical stuff happening. Yeah, They're just
0: embracing each other.
1: Yeah, and with this, their shirts off, <laughs> right? And this is the point that I wrote down in my notebook, and I quote, <clears throat> "What the fuck is this movie? It's like a really bad scripted porn." You're giving
0: it too much credit. Why well, didn't say porn from where? I don't cuz not all porn is good.
1: <laughs> this is true. And then we go to Amy and Jim having another conversation where again, he's drunk. Then again, mm-hmm. I would probably have to be drunk to deal with her bitch ass, honestly. Mm-hmm. I love how they're laying there and he's like, you know, like, let's start over.
0: Oh, wait, were they just had sex at this, this point? Is where
1: they, no, this is where they were just being loud.
0: Oh, wait.
1: Yeah, because she's... Amy and Jim, yeah.
0: Yeah, because she's like, I'm sorry.
1: I think I'm... I Wait, she's like, I think I'm beyond that now.
0: I'm so done with everything. Like she's being loud as fuck and he's just like We're not exaggerating either. Yeah, he's just like come
1: on, babe, Let, let's talk. I think I'm Beyond that Beyond. Not beyond, but be Beyond. Be I'm a beyond that now. I'ma beyond my way. I'ma be, I'm a be, I'm a I'ma I'm a be. Bumble. Bumblebee, bumblebee, bumble, bumble, bumblebee, 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 bumble, 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 bumblebee, tuna. Now, was this... the No,
0: this wasn't the part where they threw the alcohol at each other, wasn't it? No. Okay, that was after that. So, didn't they have sex at some point after this?
1: I don't think they do at all, dude, honestly. Well, no,
0: because they woke up next to each other and they were naked. Yeah, that's a little bit later. Okay. (laughs) I wasn't sure what part of that was because there's so much, like, inconsistency with this film.
1: Yeah. So, the man a man in black shows up and t- fucking teleports into Dylan's home just at random. I've noticed this happens a lot. Yeah. So Dylan is accused of an affair by his wife, obviously, and this is whenever he admits that he's been quote hacking into government and international secrets all over the world end quote on Dylan. my magical day laptop. Dylan, two thousand thirteen. Then we're treated to another shot of the black room where he is naked with the book. What the fuck? And then they well, decide- first Well,
0: first it's just the book. The book. And then next thing you know, you see him naked again, literally caressing the book, and then opening in it. Yeah. And then that's it.
1: And they decide, hey, let's have a barbecue with Jim and Amy. And I'm I- sorry,
0: what the fuck is going on here?
1: <laughs> we go from,
0: like, premonition of nude man... With a fucking, like, foot-long book mm. to... Is it, was it $5? $5 book long.
1: $5 books long. Okay. Yeah. Okay. To... Let's have a barbecue with Jim <laughs> and prob- Amy. He probably looked down his own dick and was like, barbecue <laughs> sounds like a good idea. I feel like hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> let's have a weenie rose, babe. All right. So, Jim, Amy... Uh, Are there And a bunch of other people, in fact. And then Leah is there. And this is where Dylan and Leah, they reunite. And and Dylan's all, I think of you every day. She's like, I think of you every day. I think of you you every day. I thought about you every day since we were eight years old.
0: Some of the most, like, overly dramatic and awkward, like, shots, too. Because there's one point where they're holding hands. And Emily turns just for, like, two to three seconds. And then... They suddenly just, like, do, like, that whole, like, two high school kids not supposed to ha- hold hands.
1: <laughs> like, oops, we don't want anybody to find out.
0: Not suspicious at all. Yeah.
1: So, that happens, and then Jim is drunk, and I think he hits on... uh Emily. Yeah, he hits on em- Emily, and she's like, no, nah, blah, 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 and he just knocks shit over, and you're thinking, oh, my God, this is going to, like, it's going to cause a-, a scene, and some dr- drama's going to happen. No. Everything's just just back to normal in the next shot. Just wasting food. Yeah. There's a shot of his drunk, stupid fucking ass wasting food. And then everything's all of a sudden okay.
0: Yeah. They all like, well, uh, no, Leo's like, well, this was fun, but I got to go. But cheers. And they all clink their, you know, drinking thing, drinking containers. Yep. Ooh.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Isn't this where (laughs) This is,
0: this is not, this is kind of a snooze fizz. But yeah. Yeah.
1: Sorry, guys. This is where Dylan goes into uh, his office and he, at first, I let me tell you, this is how fucked up this movie is. I couldn't tell if he was, if they were trying to portray a hallucination or if this was actually happening because he sees the daughter in the pool, topless
0: from his office window. She pulls her top off at this point. Like you can see her do it. And she turns to the side and looks at him in the window.
1: She's like, hi Dylan. And she walks
0: up the steps of the pool, grabs her top, and then proceeds to go into the bathroom
1: and take a shower. And I'm like, wait, huh? And he goes in there and puts her robe back on. And dude, some of these shots are painfully long where they sit there. He's like, you cannot do this anymore. You can't. You can't do this anymore. You are not going to be doing this anymore. That's another thing about Neil Breen's movies is that he finds a couple of scenes where he is in it and he has to spout a key line in five different fucking ways saying the same thing.
0: You gotta make sure you get your point across. Yeah,
1: so he gets the point across that she's not to be there. Then they call, you know... Tells his wife.
0: Yeah, and then she calls Amy and Amy's like, I'm so sorry, I'll let her know not to go over there again. Which I think this leads up to... Emily the scene. and Jim arguing, right? Yeah, while they're in the car. The car scene again. Which, I mean, he cleans the same fucking side view mirror in every shot that this they was, have.
1: This was like after they've... Like he's woken up out of the bed. Like at some point between then and now was when you said like they'd woken up in the bed.
0: He was like, hey, let's, let's talk finally. And she rolls over and he's just like,
1: oh man.
0: Rolls back over. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> this is where they throw the drinks at each other
0: yeah like he proceeds to like lean in to do something and she's like uh no like we're not doing this and she throws her wine on him he throws her alcohol on her and then it's like you know what i'm going outside and get some fresh air walks to the garage to work on his car and <laughs> the next shot i'm just like maybe she's really that pissed off that he, she got alcohol she has alcohol on her blouse cause she pulls a fucking gun between the mattress cocks it real slow and holds it like literally right under the boob and just pans and just walks to the, the garage it's like oh this bitch is going cray cray now walks up to the gym and just fucking fed up with him shoots him somehow hits
1: him in the ear and dies. Yeah. But the pickup shot is him laying there for a little bit, but then he just magically starts bleeding from the jugular.
0: Yeah, because you see in his, like, collar, like, it's starting to spout blood, basically.
1: Meanwhile, while all this has happened, Dylan has made his way to the house. And he has, like, this, like, premonition, like. Phew. So, yeah. Jim? Yeah. So he goes in there, and she's, like, looking up at him. He killed himself! And. Dylan and the most god awful scene in the entire fucking movie. Like I sent this to Cody just to let him know what kind of a movie we were going to be watching. He oh rolls he looks down and he's like totally not any emotion at all looks up at her. Call 911. Go call 911. Looks down at <laughs> looks down at him. How could you have done this? I can't believe you committed suicide. I cannot believe you committed suicide. How could you have committed suicide? After all we've been through. I can't pull you out of this one. (laughs) I can't help you out of this one, Jim. I cannot pull you out of this one, Jim. But also... God damn it, dude.
0: We won't forget before that, Amy walks up to the daughter. Look at each other for like a good solid 10 seconds. And then she's literally man, manhandling her. It's like, go tell the cops that he killed himself. Go call 911 right now. And she's just like panicky, throws her out of the garage, goes and puts the gun and the shell next to Jim.
1: It's like, what? This is supposed to be 2013. No. Even this- well before this, how did they not dust for Prince?
0: Hmm. That's
1: a good question. I can't believe they didn't dust for Prince. I can't believe they did that. (laughs) I can't believe you... (laughs) That would have been fucking great, dude. He just looks down at Jim. I
0: can't can't believe believe you've done done this. this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. Why have you forsaken me? (laughs) But guys, look. The way he held him, he picks him up and he's holding him in his arms and he's just... And I'm not even joking when I say that that was his delivery. I cannot believe... You. It was not even like a crying, like, I can't believe you did this. He was. It was almost like scolding a small child for, like, doing something you've told them not to do 50 times in a row. Super monotone. Super monotone, super dad mode. can't believe you've done this. <laughs> I cannot believe you committed suicide.
0: I cannot believe you committed suicide. After, After all, all we've, we've been, been through, through, I cannot, cannot pull you out of this
1: <laughs> What the fuck?! Like it's, <laughs> God damn It's so
0: dry Just nonchalant It's,
1: just, it's just as dry as this fucking movie It's is. like
0: Jim you disappoint me It's
1: as dry as Jim's wife's vagina It's probably ugh. You're welcome
0: Dryer than that wine she's drinking Oh god
1: Red red wine Stay <laughs> close to me Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry he's not no i'm really not so out of he that shit, <laughs> right so goes back and then uh, dylan on the phone refuses his book deal he and I, this is, i have this in order because it's like okay nothing really fucking matters he refuses the book deal throws a bunch of shit while refusing the book deal like he's on the phone and he's like ah throwing a book into the laptop three fucking times over he visits a different person a different psychiatrist or psycho, whatever the fuck
0: some random old person
1: about the stone Emily outs Dylan's research to the psychiatrist that he visits to get his medication from or that was giving the medication Dylan and, Le- and Leah confess that they love each other Emily's addiction is getting worse to the point where she fucking overdoses all the while Dylan and Leah go visit the forest where they found the black cube when they were 8 years old And these painfully long fucking shots. And it was funny because it was almost a recreation of the opening shot when they're like, hey, we found this mushroom. Ten seconds of awkward shot.
0: I forgot about the hand gestures in the beginning too whenever Dylan had his hands like literally, this is the mushroom. Like, (sighs) that's the mushroom. That's the mushroom.
1: Yeah. And then they do it again. Same time. So Emily overdoses while they're out there. Dylan and Leah, go ahead and make that shit Mushroom Kingdom official and go ahead and they, they fuck it up in the woods.
0: It's Mario and Peach.
1: This is like the... I don't even know what to call it. This, this is like the... The um,
0: the precursor to Mario.
1: <laughs> it's its definitely a curse. Yeah. If, if anything... Okay, do, do you you know that show on A&E, uh, Intervention? Mm-hmm. That this... This is the Mario and Peach intervention. This is what this looks like. It looks like an episode of Intervention. Yeah, straight up, it's bad. So they they do this, and then I'm not even joking. In the next shot, it's that shot of their feet, and then their clothes hitting the ground, and then Dylan jumping into bed with with his wife who's overdosed. It's like Emily. No, <laughs> the oh. same
0: same draw delivery and everything, and then it just. The music is playing over everything audio, you know, dialogue-wise. And you see Dylan's face just go, no. Like, he says the word, but you just see him open his
1: mouth, no. No. I can't believe he drank the cyanide. How could you have drank the cyanide? After all we've been through. I cannot pull you out of this one. Mm-mm. She didn't drink the cyanide, but I'm just saying, like, it could have been part two of that.
0: Well, I mean, they did have that sequence where she had her hand on the glass of wine and just spilled onto the <laughs> the sheets, and I'm, like, looking <laughs> at Dylan, and Dylan's like, uh, oh, Emily, you spilled the wine on the... I can't believe you did this, Emily. I can't believe you spilled the wine on the sheets. How am I supposed to scrub this?
1: <laughs> Looks at no. the... No! <laughs> <laughs> no! Looks at the mattress and the wine stain. I cannot pull you out of this one. <laughs> no. I cannot scrub you out of this I one. cannot scrub you out of this one. <laughs> So, um, there's a, a line delivery, which is just like, what the fuck he, he's holding and imagine if you will, sitting at a desk with your elbow on it and you're kind of like your hand is turned over with the phone in your hand. He's one hand types, like two things into this LG flip up miniature piece of crap. Emily's dead, drops the phone and that's it. Like he speaks it into the phone. It's not even a fucking thought emily's dead yeah emily's dead drops it <laughs> mic drop <laughs> i can't wait any longer he slams the book into the laptop because mm-hmm. he's ready to reveal his secrets but plot twist leah is kidnapped not long after he reveals everything he's doing to leah he's like i'm gonna go expose the government and blah 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 so with a weird sequence of kidnapping
0: like, what looks like to be, like, hydrogen per, hydrogen peroxide bottle with a rag it's supposed to be chloroform. Basically, the guy, it's, like, all hoodied up and shit, grabs Leah, and Leah's, like, kind of doing this, like, uh-huh, don't touch me, uh-huh, like, push your all way, uh-huh, kind of thing, and, you know, pulls her around the corner of the garage. Hey, does this rag smell like chloroform to you? Uh-huh. You know, knocks his, like, instructions out of his pocket, and her purse falls to the ground. Then here comes Dylan, (laughs) right around the same corner. (laughs) Not even a second later, on the phone Hey, Leah, you know, I just got in the driveway, and I happened to find your purse.
1: I'm right in front of the door now.
0: Right right here on the floor. Leah, where are you? Like, he's still on the phone while he's saying all this, looking through the purse. I was like, okay, Leah, where are you? Tell me where you are. I need to know where you are.
1: This man needs an Oscar.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So proceeds to go find leah
1: magically like with those directions he obviously picked up but the way in which he finds her
0: yeah it's just a fucking like warehouse like those you know shutter doors kind of thing
1: it's like a 24-hour storage area yeah place and he finds her in this black trailer
0: with the guy passed out on the side of it and he's just like where is she who is leah i don't know who's who's swear to me swear to me (laughs) So he grabs a bottle next to the guy. He's like, where is she? Where is she? And just slams it on his head. (laughs) 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 Doesn't even get an answer out of him. Just slam. He's like, fuck this. Breaks the
1: bottle over his head.
0: So he proceeds to go to the trailer door, and he just stands right like nose to it and somehow phases through the door.
1: I know, right? Like He just, just, just teleports into the doorway. (laughs) yeah it's great it's just why though but But he gets in there and she's all like who's there and it's fucked up because you think she would hear the door open and shut
0: but then there's Dylan like how how the fuck that is like I don't know what's going on and (laughs) he starts to tell her about some stuff and he's like I'm gonna put the gag and stuff back on you so just I need you to trust me okay Leah and then picks her up walks into the door and they both phase through the door. Why?
1: How? How? No explanation for any of this shit. The stone is supposedly magical, but none of this is, is... Mentioned. Nothing. There's no exposition to this stone, its power, or anything. It's not Infinity Stone. We know that. No, it looks like... You know those... Okay, you guys know those reusable frozen uh, like ice cube things you can buy? Yep. It looks like a black one of those
0: like you put, like, dark cherry Kool-Aid in the freezer
1: and it came out of this cube. Yeah. Yeah, we, we're allowing you to sit and think about this for a minute. Think, of, Sit there and think about what you've done. We so, can't believe you've done this. Yeah. So then
0: they proceed to go home.
1: A uh, man in black enters the house and mirrors and shit fucking shake on the wall. Paranormal like laying, activity kind of shit. Yeah, they're laying down. Um, Dylan wakes up. Um. And leaves a message on the machine, he's like, Oh, I'm sorry I had to leave and blah blah blah, he's he's going to make this big announcement somewhere and
0: He happens to find the book in the middle of the desert. And then these three like hooded people that like semi transparent, you know, fade in for a little bit. He's like, Should I be afraid of this? No answer. <laughs> Pants to the book and the book disappears. And then we get the
1: fucking weird press conference. Can I I wanna know who did he call to set this fucking press conference up? Where is it? Cause it looks like it's supposed to be in Washington. This movie is very clearly not on the fucking East Coast whenever he's driving through what looks to be the fucking Arizona slash California, California uh desert, like valley areas.
0: Somewhere, yeah, in that general area. So he must have traveled all the way across the country in within, a car. Yeah, within a day.
1: Which, with this stone, he could have just fucking teleported there, apparently. Maybe. Which Uh, that's That would be my
0: assumption at this point. Because, I mean, he just transports between doors. I mean, come on.
1: And we get the shot of Neil Breen as Dylan in very obvious green screen with a podium of microphones, and he's just looking at all these cameras and microphones, and a couple of people standing there and he starts just talking about all these you know secrets. He's like I've hacked into the government and I have all these secrets for years and it's nothing important. There's nothing really that he says that like sounds different than a normal conspiracy theorist would would say. And even then it's not even like information that sounds like it's it's been kept a secret. He's like
0: it's just like big corporations are like
1: big corporations are cheating you
0: yeah and then there's like six different people that are on the side of him and they all have like their own little like monologue about how oh well you know i've been cheating customers for all this time you know one guy literally you know blows his head off yeah. but
1: <laughs> all these people are committing
0: suicide on a on a public level and it was strange because when two of them actually shot themselves with the pistol, the same pistol. It just had the flash from the input, like special effect, and there was nothing else that happened. It was just the flash, and then it just cut to the next scene. One guy hung himself on the
1: noose. The one dude OD'd on pills in the car in like record fucking time. In
0: 10 seconds,
1: he put them in his mouth, and he just slowly leaned into the
0: driver's wheel, the steering wheel, and just died. Homegirl that. She's she, in her car with the windows rolled all the way up, tries to smoke exhaust, you know, the whole fucking garage and suffocate herself. I don't know how she fucking did that because there's no way for that smoke to get into the car fast enough for her to die. And then another guy slits his uh, wrist on the... in his bathtub. Yep.
1: And then the most... the most what the fuck moment is if we couldn't, you know, have many or like big ones enough ...in this movie... ...a dude sneaks through these bushes... ...to try to snipe Dylan... ...which we fucking died laughing... ...that's all you hear... ...yeah we died fucking laughing... ...because he aims the gun... ...and then he fires the gun... ...and then the sniper falls over dead... ...with a fucking bullet wound in the head... ...and he's bleeding everywhere... ...and uh, Dylan doesn't seem phased by any of it... Like ...it's almost like it never fucking happened... ...and it was done post-production... ...which it probably fucking was honestly... But, and so, but
0: we feel he, like, deflected it with his mind and shot it back at the sniper in, like, record time.
1: Yeah, because there was no, like, reaction of him doing such things that would even, like, explain how, how that happened. So, if you watch this and you see that your your first instinct, like ours was, was, what the fuck did that just, what the fuck just happened? Who killed him? Who shot him? He! He did! Neil did! Himself! He shot himself! <laughs> just quite gruesome where the fuck is Joselito when you need him dude like he would have made this movie a million fucking times better
0: Well, that's why we needed a cinema epoch
1: dad uh, no right god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yes that dude can make anything better fucking loved Joselito but- he killed himself <laughs> who he him? yeah. himself <laughs> so this all happens and what what we died laughing at was the one guy that was like I'm the president of the bank
0: Congratulations. You control
1: all the banks? I love it. Just, I'm the president of the bank. Not only that. <laughs> the bank. The sequence
0: of there's audio audience clapping to not clapping to clapping again. It's like, okay, one of the main chicks that was talking about killing herself and like all this other shit, they were clapping about that. And then when she went to... Kill herself, there was no clapping. Like suddenly it just stopped. And then when it went back to her again, they clapped again. It was like a weird transition.
1: Yeah, the audio quality like shifts so hardcore. Like do you see one sequence where somebody's in a room talking and then it cuts to the next? Yeah. Well, I mean, throughout the whole movie though, that pretty much. Yeah, that. And then she starts talking again, and there's more fucking Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you you hear the hiss of the room or whatever setting they're in. Somebody be outside and you hear cars and they get back to the room and you hear God, Mm -hmm. that too, that as well. (laughs) And ladies and gentlemen, everybody has fucking off themselves. And Neil Breen as Dylan walks off into the sunset, into the fucking Valley with his woman. And he just kind of gives this over the shoulder, look at the camera like bitches I am Neil Breen I am a Breenius
0: I have given the world information that we don't know what it is it's just there
1: and that's fateful findings a slew of what the fucks I don't even have to say that this is a fucking competition I'm pretty positive that both of us are going to sit here and go, The Room. room. Like, hands down. Because The Room at least has a shit ton of redeemable charm to it. Well, it's like I said. Take The Room's charm
0: and give a fourth of that to Faithful Findings and that's how good this movie was. Like, it was not... not even close.
1: If you want to partake in recreational marijuana use with your friends if you do that sort of thing that's what you'll have to do to get through Fateful Findings I'm just saying
0: yeah because we suffered a good hour and a half for that film for you mm-hmm. we don't want anyone else to do so unless it's like you won't remember it the next
1: day but if you feel that you must scroll down to the show notes and there will be a link to get this film if you want to call it that I mean, just, obviously support indie film and stuff like that. Because Neil has all his movies for sale on websites. But we're just you, warning you.
0: Should we tell him how to get the free view?
1: I kind of do, but I kind of don't. Mm. Look, if 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 you put your... Um, okay, well, I'll put it to you this way. Follow the hub. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. However, (laughs) there are other ways to buy this movie. Don't do that. Don't do it. There are other ways to buy this film, which you will see in the show notes below, along with Tommy Wiseau's The Room. Neil Breen's Fateful Findings. Motherfucker. The Room of Fateful Findings. Yes. Okay. Now...
0: All I see on your papers,
1: Neil, why? Exactly. (laughs) Neil, why? Why? (laughs) Why? We hope you enjoy Cult Cinema Showdown as a whole, uh, as a series, and as a whole. So we decided, hey, we're going to give back a little bit. And we will. We will. If you go to our Facebook page, facebook.com supermedia bros, and if you go to our timeline, the very first post that you'll see that we have pinned to the top of a page is a voting poll that will close on December 20th, 2018. We want you to help us pick part of the final cult cinema showdown of 2018. Because the first part is Mortal Kombat. We need you to pick... Well, no, no, the first part is not Mortal Kombat. The first part is, is a Street Fighter. Oh, you said it was Mortal Kombat. No, no, no. I said I should have done this, but... Uh. The first part is Street Fighter. Okay, so Street Fighter. Yeah, so if you want to go down and vote, we have a we have a section where you can click to vote. You can vote for Double Dragon or Mortal Kombat. The winning team, whoever votes for the winning film, like will and we'll announce it. You know, well before then because that episode is going to air on the twenty ninth of December. So on December twentieth, when the polls close, we'll announce which film wins and the people that voted for the winning film will get a free super media bros button. Hell yeah. So yeah, go cast your vote motherfuckers. Cause that shit matters. Tell us what you want to roast. What would you like us to hash out with? Hmm. Cause we already know street fighter is going to be a fun little motherfucker. Mm. Like a lot of people didn't realize that double dragon was made into a film oh yeah it was just as campy as Street Fighter Mortal Kombat has it's flaws too don't get us wrong but it is up to you we really could not decide because it's like fuck these were just these were the first kind of like fighting video game adaptations we thought about it's like shit so you go help us decide
0: do your justice
1: also, along with the button, we will give everybody that voted for the winning film a shout out on the podcast as well. We will announce your name and say, "Hey, fuckers, you get buttons!" Woo! Just like that, fuckers, you get buttons.
0: <laughs> butt fuckers.
1: Butt fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> any fucking way. Yeah. Any butt fucking way. Any butt fucking way. We've already told you about the Facebook.com/supermediabros. If you want to follow us on Twitter. Supermedia slash underscore bros. I'm sorry, supermedia underscore bros on Twitter. Something like that. Yeah. It's fucking I'm tired. You it's know funny. what it is. You know what it is. And uh, Instagram.com slash supermedia bros podcast. Well we have a bunch of stupid fucking pictures, which we posted a couple of them earlier. Yeah, you need to go look at our stupid pictures. Right meow. Right meow. In fact, I think we we will post a picture of the buttons. We'll post a picture of the buttons up there and be like, hey, here's what you can win. Hawaii. Hawaii. <laughs> so yeah, uh, we'll be back next week with the catch-all episode, and and then some bunch yeah, of shit. It's a bunch, a bunch of fucking. <laughs> I don't know why I thought about Detroit Rock City when that pizza hits the windshield. A hunk of fucking cheese. <laughs> God, I love that movie. Yeah. Um. Oh, speaking of cult cinema showdown, before. The one you guys vote on, the next Cult Cinema Showdown episode is going to be Christmas-themed. Obviously, it's December. Mm -hmm. We're going to have National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation going against Home Alone. Two very awesome films. Exactly. And you may ask yourselves, cult films? Really? Yes! Yes! These movies have their own little cult following of people that... You know what I'm saying? It's a thing, so...
0: I mean Hocus Pocus did, so did Ernest scare stupid.
1: That's right. Basically the same thing. And I really wanted to do Ernest Saves Christmas, but I was just like, no, dude. Christmas vacation, home alone. Those are fucking A number one. The shitter's full. The shitter's full. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm full. Yeah. And I, I think we need to get out of here. Let's do that. Ugh. My brain hurts. Ow. My brain hurts. Ow. Why is those serious? did not. <laughs> that was the room of fateful findings. Until next time, I've been Midnight Agent Raw. I did not hit Okami. <laughs> Shades on. I'm not off.